Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this extra weekly episode of Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, what we're calling DBQs. On DBQs, myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend Howard Cohen, aka the Hizzer, who is currently in absentia, get well soon, Howard, and we are going to be delving into some things that have been happening this week in the news. Now, normally Howard will say, that's right, uh, but I'll say, that's right, Dane, which already sounds worrying that I'm affirming myself, but um, we wanted to talk this week about Jeffrey Dahmer, and basically this uh, strange obsession that we have in western civilization with sensationalizing and stylizing the acts of uh serial killers and murderers i have shoham das here with me today who is an expert and oversees a number of cases of this particular nature and i wanted you to help me because i feel like it's really weird how some serial killers are pedestalized and almost lionized where you know you hear women saying that, you know, Ted Bundy was really good looking. I can see how people thought of him. And I saw, a, and one of the reasons that prompted this is that I saw a recent uh, post where people have been throwing panties at Jeffrey Dahmer's father's house. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, and I guess the, the example I use a lot of the time is that uh, Nikola Tesla, who arguably is one of the greatest minds to ever live, died alone in his hotel room. And Hitler had a girlfriend when he died. And <laughs> yeah. And Charles Manson got married in prison yeah yeah he did so for me it's like do you think there is a problem or are we on a slippery slope where there seems to be this ongoing infatuation with serial killers in our society yeah thank you for having me on uh, mr baptiste difficult question to answer i think i think there's i think there's a couple of ways of looking at this i think that over recent years, celebrity has become confused. So famous and infamous have been mixed up. Two fingers on the same hand, if you ask me. Absolutely. Yeah, so it, it wasn't that long ago where people had to have some kind of skill or talent or ability to be considered famous. Yes. Whereas now you've got your Kim Kardashians, you get your kind of, you know, TikTok and Insta stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just doing anything that gets your attention makes you potentially idolized by some people, not by everybody, not by probably more intellectual end of the spectrum, but by some people. So I think that some, in the context that you're talking about, so women sort of throwing themselves at male serial killers, yeah. I think that that's part of it. I think that there's, a war, and again, I have to stress that it's a small minority of mm-hmm. people. Uh, they kind of fi- find something sexy in the kind of power control or domination that people who commit horrific violence such as murder occurs. And you think part of that is from the fact that maybe because these people aren't actually in direct peril themselves, it's almost as if, like, you know, when someone watches, like, a caged animal, like an apex predator, yeah, like, who would easily be able to best them or overpower them. But people will have, like, fairy tigers and people, like, want to have tigers in cages or, like, you have people in uh, very affluent parts of the world who keep these 
animals as pets is it very kind of similar yeah i suppose people that keep those kind of pets are showing directly or indirectly that they can dominate an apex predator and i think that it can happen both ways but it more often happens with women towards uh, violent men they can feel that if that's their kind of partner especially if they're in a confines of prisons they're kind of dominating them in a way aren't they they're controlling them or owning them yes maybe a better word to say it so it's it's very hard to understand even for somebody like me who's assessed some very messed up people but i think that must be the natural thought process because i think because i think it also continues where you have uh you know mass shootings in the states and schools or like very recently we saw like Carl Rittenhouse who had his legal defense anonymously paid for by Americans and like MAGA and Trump supporters and yeah, yeah. the same thing happened with George Zimmerman who you know killed a 15 year old kid for wearing a hoodie yeah. and, and was basically bankrolled by racists and yeah I think for me I guess it's kind of like with does it show you like how easy people can kind of sleepwalk into being sociopaths or uh, having an affinity with uh, certain homicidal tendencies. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I do think it's exceptionally rare. And I, and I imagine I've never had the opportunity to assess anybody who's in that specific situation. I have for the perpetrators, but mm. not for people that fall in love with them. But I imagine they must have a really fucked up psychological background. Mm. They either have been through trauma themselves or some sort of inferiority complex. Yes. Whether they were bullied, marginalized, uh, maybe they felt isolated growing up as children. Maybe they felt that they weren't respected. Maybe they've got more successful, better looking siblings. Something I think has caused an inferiority complex because why else would you align yourself with other people that have committed such horrific violence? There's nothing else that makes sense to me. Because for me, I I just think it's very worrying and and I always juxtapose it with like, you know, uh, I come from a community where accountability and scrutiny for violent aesthetics happens all the time. Like when you think about like gangster rap music and drill yeah. music, like the the uh, association with actual acts of violence happens very often. But the same people that make these accusations or, you know, kind of bemoan the violent depictions or the misogyny in this music will then happily sit down and w- listen to a serial killer podcast and people will fill out like venues to listen to people talk about the lives of prolific serial killers yeah and for me it's kind of like if you're going to sit around and hear about the murderous exploits about somebody i I think there's there's a fascination with true crime i think there's a number of reasons for that i think we like to be armchair detectives Mm -hmm. so when we i mean if we're talking about cases that have clearly been solved and then that's different but if you're if there's like bodies that have been missing or they've been accused of some murders but not but not others but suspected of others then we like to think that we're going to crack the case and you know we watch the dramas or the documentaries that are made well that reveal little bits of information and we like to fill in the gaps that's one thing i think the other reason is we like to be armchair forensic psychiatrists and we like to psychoanalyze or try and understand what in somebody's past would make them act this way but i think it's very different from being interested in true crime which i am Mm. to actually wanting to be you know to to feeling sexually attracted to somebody that's committed murder i think there's a whole different ballgame and and, uh i mean because that's what kind of worries me is that like if we have this society where like we do try to depict someone like a ted bundy or a jeffrey dahmer as like kind of hunky Mm. like is there good? Are there more problematic implications for that? Absolutely, I, it makes sense to me to a degree for Ted Bundy in that he was a charming, good-looking guy, mm. and not only did he charm his, his victims and lure them into unsafe situations, but he actually charmed the police officers when he got arrested. He charmed reporters. I mean, that charm started to wear off when the details of what he did became apparent. But in the in the initial stages, he was, by all objective accounts, charming. Jeffrey Dahmer was not really like that, to be honest with you. He was yeah. he was kind of a bit of a loner, a bit of a weird character. So I don't really understand why yeah why a normal person would find him charming. I can't see it. Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's like you said, I, I think part of it is because of this uh, trend we have, where you know notoriety is is now equal to celebrity. 
Yeah. And I guess that phenomenon of, or, or celebrity previous or profile being a previous byproduct of having a talent and having that talent being endorsed by people en masse has been distilled as an idea and now exists as itself outside of having a talent, which is why, you know, I say to people like the Jacksons and what they kind of was like this performing family. Yeah. Um, and Mark Jackson kind of led that as in with this aesthetic of being kind of surgically altered and racially am, ambiguous. Yeah. And then years later, now you've got the Kardashians who are exactly that minus the talent, <laughs> but have the same kind of profile. Yeah. And, you know, in a world where like it's kind of anything for likes or anything for attention, I worry that this kind of gives us a, uh, is going to give space to the point where people can and will do anything for the sake of the spectacle. We'll be back after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the show. And, and I, I, I think it's pro- probably going to get worse, and I'll explain why. I think because social media is a relatively new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with it when I was a child, but our kids now are so used to it that it's going to be their main outlet, their main form of, mm-hmm. uh, ed- of education and entertainment. People are going to, in a generation's time, they're not going to really watch TV or re- watch the news. They're just going to see what they see on the internet, which can be very skewed. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is it's so much easier for somebody like Kim Kardashian, somebody that doesn't really have any discernible talent but has this massive social media profile to keep growing and growing and growing because yeah. there's nobody filtering why should we have this person on and TV. she's always there as well which is also very different you know when you're a, a recording artist for example there also has to be kind of breadth between albums because you have to go through the process of recording and researching and honing and composing whereas if you if your job is just to be there yeah it's very easy and we see that with a lot of reality stars or what we refer to as reality stars and I think a large part of the appeal is because they can constantly be available to engage with this audience all the time Yeah, then they probably are facilitating uh, or enabling a certain level of disassociation from people because I think that's yeah. the other thing as well is that it's a massive portal for escapism yeah, and def- and and helps people from to deflecting from confronting certain aspects of their reality. One thing that really worries me is that I think it's bleeding into music and culture as well. So you get a lot of rappers nowadays, like Takashi Six Nine is a perfect example of this. Yeah. Maybe Doja Cat, who make horrible music, like they have mm. no skills at all yeah. in terms of being actual lyricists or rappers. But because they're so controversial and colourful, and they'll do or say anything for attention their music sells far more than actually talented Well, a lot of record labels are now signing people more for, so it was uh, Bad Barbie and she became famous really because she went on Dr. Phil and basically told him to shut the fuck up and then was like, catch me outside, I'll fight anybody. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. And, uh, then is she a, a rapper now? She was signed to Atlantic Records. So they, <laughs> they had a, she had a record deal so she brought out a couple of albums and then she had, a, when she turned 18, she opened an OnlyFans account 
and she did she's i think she made like 60 million in a month wow. Wow. and for me again it's like with the like i said with the proliferation of social media and like the metaverse these virtual spaces which allow for people to anonymously act out like whatever fantasies they want or to have whatever narrative they want are we is that as well as like box sets and stuff kind of like stylizing the actions of violent members of society are we basically just leaving the door open for people to kind of very easily kind of walk their way into displaying more homicidal and psychopathic tendencies because mm. if you like a lot of people like there's been reports of women being sexually assaulted in like the metaverse yeah knowing that people can kind of get away with that in the metaverse are we setting the bad precedent for people to be able to carry that same kind of disposition into real life I think that it's really difficult to control because there's not really any filters. I mean, there are. And, you know, some of these companies, Facebook, some of the social media companies are trying to take some accountability and responsibility by, by blocking certain content. But anybody can upload anything at any time. Yeah. So you're not going to, there's not a strong enough kind of filter to catch it all. So because anybody can make any content, it's really difficult to control it. And I think, as I said before, I think it's going to get worse. Kids are going to be more exposed to anything from misogyny to violence to really bad hairstyles yeah uh, <laughs> six nine as to your as to answer whether it'll bleed into into one day life i suppose the answer logically has to be yes yeah because we absorb what we see around us in the media especially at a young age i think youth the... violence has definitely gotten worse because of the fact that now i think people have this uh worry if they do experience any kind of embarrassment is one thing but having that embarrassment online is much worse even yeah. though you'll never meet the people that are judging you for suffering and in, in a kind of like injustice or being embarrassed yeah i think like there's a rise in violence where it's like people would rather kill somebody than be embarrassed on social media yeah, yeah. even despite the fact that people probably would forget about it in the space of like a, a day one thing i would say i'm gonna go off off piece here a little bit is even though we're kind of dissing these people and, and i all those people that you mentioned i don't think have any talent mm. you've got a respect that they've managed to do something they must have some sort of nous about them because so many other people are trying to do it. But is, it, are also, is, it is there an element of psychopathy there that they're able to step over other people and live parasitically of other people? I or think, or yeah, is it I a, think, an, an orbital uh, economy or that revolves around them that help them to kind of do this kind of thing? Because I think maybe if people... Because the other thing could be is that these people are just people that are desperate to be rich and famous. Yeah, yeah. And there are people around them who can enable that for them on the basis that they are malleable by nature yeah. and will or do or say anything to maintain said profile. I think absolutely it's it's uh, this this thirst, this need to be rich and famous by any means necessary, and they have no shame. I think that's what separates them from a lot of other people. They have no level of uh, embarrassment or shame, so they'll do anything. Well, sh removal of shame is a big part of the uh, narrative of the collective consciousness of social media. Yeah. You know, it started off with, like, you shouldn't slut shame and you shouldn't kink shame. But I think what, somebody said to me once that you can't race shame. And I think if we're not going, to, and for me, I think the problem with that is, you know, the the affirmation, like, you know, slut shame and king shame. I understand the sentiment behind that. But I think this idea that you can't, not shaming people for anything is almost like we're trying to encourage people to remove accountability in terms of the way they exist on social media. Yeah. And I think when you're dealing with human interaction, not having any accountability when you're trying to observe social etiquette can also be kind of damaging there's a slight paradox isn't there on social media on the one hand you get people just like people we've been talking about who will who have no level of shame and just just will look and say and do things that extreme that were extreme for attention mm. on the other hand you've got like this social justice warriors who like to be offended 
and yes. like to, especially on Twitter, I see yeah. it all the time on Twitter, who get offended on behalf of other people. And sometimes you've got to question whether the targets themselves actually really care as much as the people making the noise. Yeah, because obviously the time they're spending online could be spent working in as volunteering or working within actual groups or providing counsel for people in real life. Absolutely. As opposed to being a watchdog yeah. online. I mean... Yeah, and both of these kind of factions seem to be growing, even though they're kind of opposing. It doesn't, it's all very confusing. So yeah, so it seems like, again, obviously, historically, we've used words like crazy and mad as like collective terms to describe anybody that would be neurodivergent or have any kind of a acute or chronic psychological disorders but i don't know i think we've all i think everyone's getting more and more issues all the time and i think yeah like you said it's definitely related to this need now to be rich and famous i think specifically especially in a sea of people on social media people are briefly trying to uh, distinguish themselves from everybody else and from the rest of the herd yeah but the weird thing is that is everyone's kind of moving like sheep in there anyway because but there's an intangible kind of skill that makes people successful so that that young woman you were talking about uh, i'll meet you outside yeah so you said she made like 60 million pounds millions on, on only but for me that's the problem because it means that there was a bunch of dudes just waiting for her to turn 18 yeah so they could see yeah, her, yeah, see yeah, her in her true. bikini yeah that's true so, but yeah. then you also got to recognize reluctantly that there are so many other people that are trying to do it and she has managed to be more successful than yeah them. So there's got to be, I don't know what it is, but there's got to be something, some kind of clever kind of strategy or tactic that she or the people around her have used. Yeah. And and, and how do, and, and by the same token, for those who are using the same strategy, how do they, maybe they end up falling into the pitfalls of trafficking and like I said, manipulation and exploitation as well. But then yeah. I guess if you are profiting from it, people wouldn't refer to it as exploitation yeah. Um, in the same way that, you know, but then on that same note, I think if you are profiting from lionizing or pedestalizing a serial killer or someone who's harmed human beings yeah for capital gain then uh, maybe you're as bad as the people that you are uh, depicting i agree well sham thank you very much for your consultation and for your insight it's been very helpful this week on dbqs and on dame baptiste questions everything thank you to all of our listeners tune in next week where we will be discussing all of the week's topics in much more depth on dbqs uh, which you can find on our patreon as well and also follow us on all social media for all of our episode updates thank you very much you've been listening to dame baptiste questions everything hosted by dame baptiste and myself howard co for more from dane and myself make sure you follow us on instagram at dane snaptiste and at the howard cohen please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts if you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast, and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and remember, question everything. Insanity Group. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.